All right, and welcome to the first iteration of the Town Crier podcast. My name is Sean Finn, the host of this lovely affair. And today we're going to be going through a list of the towns we covered uh, earlier on in this class and talking a little bit about the cool information that we discovered because revolutionary uh, Massachusetts is a quite cool entity. Uh, we're going to start things off today by speaking with our good friend, William. William, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Sean. How are you? Oh, good you know, everyone. doing awesome. There we go. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm doing Arlington, as he said. And uh, has anyone ever been to Arlington um, here? No? Uh, passing through uh, passing once through. or twice. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Uh, next to Cambridge. Uh, Cambridge is pretty more well-known for that. Cambridge, Lexington, Winchester, all that stuff. Um, so it goes back... Um, other than being like Dan Cook's like birthplace, um, most probably famously known for big part of the revolution uh, back then, it was actually called Monotomy, not Arlington, which I recently learned. Um, and it was considered the second precinct of Cambridge. So it wasn't even really its own entity. It was kind of part of Cambridge. Um, and probably the key place in Arlington is the Jason Russell House. Uh, so if anyone's passing through, it's located at the corner of Jason Street in Mass Ave. Um, and something about it is Jason Russell, who uh, a 59 year old man, uh, his neighbor and a group of militiamen hid behind a wall at the house and surprised the British as they marched past. So basically ambushed them. Uh, fighting ensued and some of the men, including Russell, were killed as they retreated to the house. Um, some made inside and some hid in the cellar and were fine, but most of them were killed. Uh, so right now there's a monument outside. It says the site of the Jason Russell house where he and 11 others. Wow, were captured, disarmed, and killed by the retreating British April 19th, 1775. So growing up was basically, uh, I think in elementary school, every year we'd go to Jason Russell House for like a field trip. They have like, they keep everything like how it was. You can see like musket bullets in the wall. Uh, people used to tell stories how like uh, his wife came home and like the blood was up to like her shin and stuff like that. And, um, and something else I thought um, was pretty interesting about Arlington is that if there is an establishment in Arlington called the um, Old Black Horse Tavern, and this was numbered at, it was numbered currently at thir- uh, 333 Mass Ave. And it's a meeting place of the Committee of Safety, Boston's Committee of Safety, that is. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting because um, you can go to, walk down Mass Ave, see that place now, what it is, and then think about what happened like hundreds of years ago, how this is such a crucial part in this battle of monotony, as it was called, and that um, was the first like technical battle of the, of the revolution and it kind of led into the, um, the battle of Lexington Concord where like that was the shot heard around the world and all that um, stuff that gets talked about. Um, so yeah, it basically, basically sums up Arlington. Oh yeah. We're going to have to do an episode maybe for like our 100th episode. We go to the yeah. black horse tavern and oh, we just, yeah. you know, yeah. toss a couple back, talk about the history of monotony and just oh, really get it deep in the nitty gritty. Of it. Oh yeah. sounds good. <laughs> so uh you know monotony sounds a lot like malden which happens to be the town i covered right uh and so malden doesn't have as interesting as a uh like a battle kind of history it seems as your or monotony or arlington had in your instance but uh the really interesting thing about malden is that a lot of the town records that i discovered were they had stuff to do with sending a lot of troops off to war and uh these were called like expeditions and things like that. And a lot of the ones where I saw were for like Rhode Island or a couple going up to Canada. It was like, it was cool to think about like uh, at the time, Malden was a small town. Now it's a pretty big city, but uh, 
just like imagine a bunch of people from my hometown marching off to war. It was just kind of crazy. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. I just, uh, one of those things, I suppose. And something that really stuck out to me is that this guy, there was a town clerk by the name of uh, Samuel Merritt. And this, this guy just kept popping up. Like he would everything, you know, I, I, maybe it was cause he was town clerk and maybe he just kept uh, getting invited to these town meetings, but uh, he was showing up on all sorts of papers and the, like, town resolutions and votes and that was really interesting um a really cool thing i found out about malden actually is that it was an offshoot of uh charlestown uh it was settled there in like the 1600s uh towards like i think 1640 and there was actually a lot of uh anti-british sentiment after the siege of charlestown which i thought was fucking it was pretty cool <laughs> And I just swore by accident. <laughs> so I will uh, pass on to Jillian. <laughs> All right, I'm Jillian and I focused on the town of Attleboro. Um, my town also had some expeditions as mentioned by Sean when he was talking about Marlboro. And one of the most prideful expeditions from Attleboro is they went to retrieve a stash of arms and ammunition um, from a sonnet village. And it was a really successful trip they got all of the arms and the ammunition and one of the most successful things is that it was actually bloodless only one person got injured and he just like got his head bashed a little bit but he was okay like he was fine so that was really successful for Attleboro and they like to they like to take this um, mission to heart because it was just so successful and so prideful for them um, and the patriots when they went there they made all of the British soldiers swear or all the supporters of the British soldiers swear that they wouldn't support the British anymore. And if they didn't swear, they were taken as prisoners and then they were tried to be forced to swear more. But if they refused, they were forced to work in coal mines in Connecticut. So I thought that was really interesting. That is wicked interesting. I would never want to work in Connecticut as it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cassidy, what'd you study? Um, all right, so I'm Cassidy. I studied my hometown of Tewksbury. Has anyone ever been? It's on the North Shore. I have. I have. In Tewksbury. Oh, Me too. I'm shocked. I'm very cool. shocked. Um, so something funny about Tewksbury and the American Revolution is that every year in elementary school, um, we would do a revolutionary reenactment. Um, and it was kind of crazy looking back. It was a bunch of fourth graders dressed up as militia men, kind of fake fighting each other in the field. I thought that was kind of weird at the time. Um, but kind of the most famous thing that happened in Tuxbury was um, the lining up of the militiamen before the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Um, so the captain of the militiamen in Tuxbury was John Trull. There's a bunch of things in Tuxbury named after him. There's a street, there's a golf course. Um, so he was kind of the famous guy whose name came up a lot. Um, so in Tewksbury, everyone lined up in the town common to march all the way to Concord to fight this battle. Um, and there's a huge monument there. It's like seven feet tall. You can see it in the common if you ever go. Um, so they marched all the way to Concord and they met up with the militias from Reading and Bill Ricca. And Tewksbury actually used to be a part of Bill Ricca until it became its own town in 1734. Um, 
So it's kind of a fun fact about the battle is that the Minutemen militia of Tewksbury lost 49 men in the Battle of Lexington and Concord. They had 40 people wounded and five people went missing. But um, is, yeah, is that golf course called? Is it Troll Troll Brook? Yeah, have you ever been? I think I think I, I played golf in high school, um, and then we played Tewksbury at Troll Brook before. Really? So, yeah, that's great. I didn't know it was named after. So I thought it was named after Brook, to be honest. But <laughs> no, that's Captain <laughs> John Troll. Yeah. So pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Jack, what you got, buddy? All right, so I did my research on my hometown of Marshfield. Uh, it was declared a town in 1632 by Edward Winslow. And like Cassidy said about Captain Troll, Edward Winslow is like our version of that. We have schools named after him, buildings named after him. So he did come up a lot, but I decided to focus more on the 1700s. Um, Marshfield was a very Tory town, very loyalist. Um, partly in fact due to most of the government officials being appointed by um, Great Britain. So we had our own version of the Boston Tea Party, uh, aptly called the Marshfield Tea Party. And when I was researching it, I was really fascinated because I saw it took place at a place called Tea Rock Hill. And Tea Rock kind of like stuck in my head. And I realized that's actually behind where I work. And there's currently an apartment complex called Tea Rock Gardens. Um, that's on top of where it happened. But it was three days after the Boston Tea Party. And basically what happened was a bunch of town rebels stole a bunch of tea from government officials and loyalists, brought it up to the top of the hill, put it on a boulder, tea rock, and burnt it. <laughs> so that kind of sent shockwaves around the town, I guess. It led them to make resolves, um, kind of pledging their loyalty to the king. But at this time, you know, everyone was kind of starting to turn away from the king. So a lot of our neighboring towns, such as Duxbury, um, were very against the resolves. I also found that funny that they kept mentioning Duxbury. Just, I know it's the town next to us, but that is like our sports town rival. So I just thought that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, eventually like everyone else, we kind of became less loyal, lots of rebels. And we actually have our own declaration of independence, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, signed June 19th, 1776, basically criticizing the king and saying he destroyed the town just because of all the commotion that happened between the loyalists and the um, rebels. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. You know, uh, I know Professor Allison was saying something about like 250th like anniversary of the tea party coming up, but I think we should do something at, with like the tea rock. Like, you know, I think that'd be a fun <laughs> little recreation to do. Yeah. You could just go behind your work and just, you know, set stuff on fire, roll it down hills. That sounds like a fun time to me. Burn what do you guys up. think? Do you think that should be another, like, anniversary podcast edition right there? Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. talks about the Boston party, but we're forgetting about the Marshfield Tea Party. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, really. <laughs> All right. Does anyone have any other fun facts, comments, or anything to add before we... Uh, Call it a wrap here. I kind of got one. I forgot to talk about this, but um, I found something when I was looking um for like doing the paper that is like newspaper articles listing of like who died through like the whole um during the whole revolution, like who dies. So I think it was kind of different or kind of interesting how different it was back then. Like if uh a lot of them would have died, you'd have to look through the papers, scan through the names, like seeing like if they were wounded, uh killed or any of that, like missing or whatever. And how different it is today. Like I mean, there's no news, so obviously you won't be able to see that stuff. Um 
communication was limited back then. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I would have to you know how probably like the anxious you would be looking through the newspaper, making sure that your loved one would be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah, it was pretty nerve. It must be pretty nerve wracking. I found something yeah. kind of similar for my town. Well, not similar, but I looked at a lot of death certificates um, that they kept in the papers and stuff. And something kind of interesting and terrible that I found was um, if like any anyone's slave had died, um, they documented it in the in the papers, but they didn't use their names. They kind of just said like property of whoever, and then um, that's how they documented that, which I thought was awful. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. There's actually a list of uh, like a similar list to both of your guys's and it was uh about people in like malden and it's actually everett but everett was a, a section of malden at the time and if you ever go to bell rock park in uh, everett like right on the everett malden border there's actually a big monument and you can see a lot of these names there as well it's pretty uh, interesting sounds it sounds interesting yeah um i think another cool thing i found when the links that uh, Professor Allison gave us, when I was scrolling through it, I was kind of struggling a bit because it was mostly death and birth certificates, which didn't really help me much. But something I found really cool is I like recognized a lot of the last names with like my friends and stuff. And not that I would waste the time to go through their family tree, but I think it would just be cool to kind of find out if like the people I'm reading about now are actually related to my friends or like old I also teachers. found that in my town. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds wicked awesome, actually. That'd be something, if we had to look into it, that'd be pretty cool to do. <laughs> I agree. For me, it was like street names and stuff like that, where I would see it and be like, oh, yeah, like this is, uh, for instance, like Merritt Street or something like that. Or like yeah, uh, if it was like a specific like member of the town, like Waits Mountain, for example. There's a person named, uh, his last name was Wait. I can't remember his first name, Thomas, maybe. And there's a big mountain in Malden named Waits Mountain. I wonder if there's a connection there. <laughs> Yeah, true. The same thing I, I mentioned earlier, but I mentioned that Jason Russell House is on like the corner of Jason Street and Mass Ave. And for a while, I didn't make the connection at all. And then it makes perfect sense. I mean, right there, might as well name it Jason Street. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's like what we said at the beginning. There's a lot of revolutionary roots in Massachusetts. And that's what the town criers love to uncover. You know, we got to spread the good news, <laughs> the word. That is true. Uh, any final closing words? My friends. This is actually unrelated to my town, but speaking of like descendants and stuff like that, my family actually comes from the Coffin line, which was like British supporters and like they were like British, like in the British army. And um, my family, like the Coffin family, like founded Nantucket, I think. And they were like a whaling family, which is pretty cool. They were that is very cool. That is so cool. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> Starbucks family, which obviously the Starbucks family, and then like the Macy family, like Macy's and Starbucks, but then of course the Coffin family just fell off the earth. So that kind of is sad for me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> but, awesome. It's cool. I guess while we're speaking of cool family ties, I actually can like trace John Adams back to my like in my family tree. Which no is way. Really? But yeah, I thought it was a lot more direct than it was. Like, I grew up thinking he was like my 12th great grandfather <laughs> or my 17th <laughs> great grandfather, but it's actually like grandfather's cousin. It's just a mess, but I know he's <laughs> there. Yeah, literally. <laughs> From what we uh, covered in class and what I know about John Adams, uh, 
you seem not to share his disposition. You seem like a very happy-go-lucky and friendly gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> but that that might. You know, I don't know what's a little cooler. The the coffins or the, the Adams family trace there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to take Jillian's charm, but <laughs> Oh no, it's just it's just two really individual cool things, you know? It's just yeah. it's awesome. All right, well, I think we will call it there, friends. Uh this was a lot of fun. Who knows? You never know what will happen, you know? I mean you never know. <laughs> Hopefully look forward to the next time course. Like See ya. Good, everyone. Bye. Bye.